Hey guys, this is the C3 Church Malmo podcast. I am believing God will speak to you today and that a greater level of faith will be unlocked in your life. For more information about C3 Church, go to c3malmo.se. God bless. Good morning. Wow, uh, what a turnout. Do you guys not have anything better to do today? Have you not seen the sunshine? My word. <laughs> okay, so yeah, my name is Brian. I've uh, been here for about 16-ish years with my lovely wife, Ingun, uh, and our two daughters, Maya and Tia. Um, and the first thing, or the thing that I always notice when I stand up here is, first of all, I've got something to stand behind. I've got like a bass or a guitar or something, so this is a little bit odd for me. Plus, I don't normally get to talk and share what I think. Um, I'm a little bit concerned because Pastor Matthew hasn't even asked me to share what I'm going to say, so uh, it might be completely off point. Um, But when I stand up there, I always get the same pang of guilt. I have to admit that because I look out and I look at people and I see so many people that I don't talk to, literally that I don't know, yeah? So I'm going to sort of introduce myself really quickly as well before I go into my faith hero. Uh, I'm a little bit odd, I'm a little bit quirky, um, and I find it really difficult to talk to new people. So standing up here as well, talking to a lot of new people is a little bit frightening. Uh, But one thing I hope you all know about me is that I do absolutely love God and love worshipping in community with other people. There is, for me, very few feelings that are better than being in worship and connecting with somebody maybe even in a room this size, right at the back, you see them connecting with God. Just that sight is absolutely amazing. So that's one thing about me as well. Um, But let me be completely clear. I don't feel like I can stand up here and tell anybody how to live their lives, and that's definitely not what I want to do today, okay? Yeah, if you've done something wrong, I've probably done it worse. (laughs) Um, All I hope to do today is just inspire you through my faith hero, in the same way that he's inspired me. Um, Now, Adam's not here, as far as I can see, uh, but man, that was awesome last week. Um, And, uh, you know, at four o'clock this morning, when I still couldn't sleep, I did start cursing him slightly, thinking that was a bit of a tough act to follow. (laughs) Okay, so, Hebrews 11, I've been asked to talk about faith heroes, and Hebrews 11 firstly describes faith as being certain of what we do not see, yeah? So right at the start, that's what it says. Now, does anybody in here, or has anybody in here, listened to DC Talk? Yes, thank you. There's a song called Mind's Eye, and in the middle of this song, uh, Billy Graham pipes in with a sort of description of faith, and he says, can you see God? Have you ever seen him? I've never seen God. I know he exists. I've never seen the wind. Have you ever seen the wind? I see the effects of the wind, but I've never seen the wind. There's a mystery to it. I think that's such a great description of faith. Yeah, here, Billy Graham is actually saying that his faith in God is as strong as his faith in the wind. That's amazing. And he sees the effects of the wind. Now, 
that really takes me into my faith hero because it's the effects of his faith that have inspired me. His actions through faith is what's inspired me. But we'll have a look at somebody from the Bible first. If we look at Genesis 17, 1 and 2. It says, When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless. I will confirm my covenant between me and you and greatly increase your numbers. And then Hebrews 11, 17 and 18, says this. By faith, when Abraham, oh, by faith Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had received promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son, even though God had said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. I think this is such a cool action that comes from faith. Here we've got a promise to Abraham from God saying, your offspring, I mean, it's said in so many different ways, but you're going to have a lot of kids, basically. And now he's taken his only son and offering him up as a sacrifice. It says in Hebrews 11, just a little bit afterwards, that Abraham resonated like this. Well, it's God. He can just raise Isaac from the dead. Man, <laughs> could you imagine having that level of faith? That's awesome. It's an act of faith so large, it just seems impossible to deal with. And I'm not going to talk about acts that are quite that big, but I thought that was a really good act that comes from faith. Now, just to mention, faith is not the act itself. Faith is what comes before the action is taken. But the faith can be demonstrated by the acts. I think we've all heard that faith without works is dead. And that comes from James. But James also says it like this. If we look at James 2.18, and I promise this is my last scripture. This is a... I love this description. So, but someone will say, you have faith and I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds and I will show you my faith by what I do. And I think that really is embodied by a lot of people in church in a very, very strong way. So that was my intro to faith or actions taken by faith. Before I go into my faith hero, uh, just want to mention that obviously there are a lot of people in C3 that I look at as faith heroes. So many people who serve, obviously Matthew and Christelle, Chetil, Samar, Sina Joe. There's so many people here that are faith heroes. But because my approval means so much to them, I couldn't pick one. Uh, I had to just take somebody from before. No, um, my faith hero is called Nick Porter. 
And Nick Porter is an above and beyond kind of fella. Um, now, to say this, we all act on our faith in different ways. So the point is not, go be like Nick. Indeed, I can't and I don't compare myself to Nick because that's just not going to end in a good place for anyone. But it is to inspire, as he's inspired me. So when I was about 20 years old, uh, I came to a church called the Modern Jesus Army. Now, that sounds pretty radical. Anything with army in there, you're going to be thinking like, what's this all about? And it was pretty radical, yeah? These guys, they lived in community housing, as all together, everything that they owned put into a pot. They had two Sunday services, an evening service on a Monday, a meeting on a Tuesday, a meal on a Thursday, and then a cool worship thing on a Friday, and then something else on a Saturday. These guys were all in, yeah? Now, with that kind of church comes quite a lot of high turnover as well. But it was a brilliant church, don't get me wrong. It's obviously not for everybody, but it was where I came into contact with Nick. Like I said, I was about 20 years old, and Nick was about 30 years old. And Nick is a cynical old man. He's 30, but to be fair, he's 95 years old, trapped in a 30-year-old body. Indeed, his absolute favorite thing to say to me was, Brian, God has called us to love people. At no point has he said that we need to like them <laughs> as well. So you can imagine this, fresh-faced Brian, 20 years old, running around. At that point, I had lots of energy. I didn't have two kids that I needed to uh, use all my energy on. And Nick, the 30-year-old, bitter old man, um, and he was assigned to be my mentor. Now, that's kind of a bit of an odd couple right there, yeah? But Nick never, ever let me feel like I was a burden. I had loads of questions, odd questions, Stupid thoughts, really. Um, never ever did I feel like I was a burden. And we mentioned it was a really high turnover church, but at no point did I feel like Nick didn't invest in me for fear that I would leave the day after. So that, for me, was Nick's first action inspired by his faith. And it was one that stuck with me quite quite a lot. Now, the biggest example, and the one that stays with me and always will, um, is not your Abraham sacrificing somebody at the altar or anything like that big. Nick was the sound, the setup, and the tech guy in the modern Jesus army. Every Sunday, um, he'd get up, take a 30, 40-minute walk to church, come rain or shine, now, this is Coventry in the UK, so the likelihood was it was going to be raining. He would come into the hall. At the back of the hall, there was this cupboard-type thing where he would pull out all the speakers, and those things are super heavy, by the way, put them up, and these mad things he had to lift up, put out all of the equipment, get everything ready, and then he'd disappear to this room at the back, up at the top, where he'd do the sound for the church. When he was done with that, he would then do the media. 
And this was a PowerPoint preaching church, so there was a lot of slides to, to be considering. <laughs> then, at the end of it, he'd take everything away, put it back into the cupboard. And he did this twice, every Sunday, for the two services. Now, no one ever said, wow, Nick, the sound today, that speaker right there is just positioned in the absolute perfect way for this auditorium. Of course they didn't. I can't for the life of me see anything that Nick received in return for doing this every single Sunday. I can't see how he got something out of it. It took his time, his effort, his determination, and yes, he grumbled and moaned and complained every now and again. It was his nature. But it was a massive demonstration of diligent faith. If you ask Nick, why do you get up every Sunday morning and take that walk and do that effort? He's probably going to say, because there was a need. Now, if you ask for anybody who does like lean and Six Sigma stuff at work, five whys, you keep digging a little bit further, well, why do you want to fill a need? Well, it's because of his love for God and his faith. Yeah? So, moving on, he's done this for the last 20 years, by the way, uh, which I think is absolutely incredible. I moved to Sweden about 18 years ago. Uh, and every year on my birthday, I get a really long email from Nick. Uh, I look forward to this email every year. Uh, <clears throat> um, and I think that's also an act that comes from, from, from his faith. Now, I hope at this point we've developed a friendship relationship. And it's not just by faith that he still continues to pester me and push me and tell me different things. But I thoroughly believe that through so small acts of faith, it's come to a point of a relationship of love between us. The act of faith of how he treated me to start with, the act of faith of showing me how to serve in church, all of these small acts lead him to a certain point. In the same way that all of our small acts can lead us off the narrow path, I believe small actions can take us to the right place as well. I've got literally no idea how long I've been up here. I was going to set a timer. <laughs> I'm actually coming to my point now. So if I compare myself to Nick and all of the things that he does, I feel bad. And so I don't. But his actions inspire me. One thing it does is it actually forces me to look at why I take certain actions. Now, I started the message by saying, or asking, don't you all have something better to do? Yeah? And I think if we ask ourselves, why are we here today? That is, in itself, an act of faith. And I think it's really important to ask ourselves that and take stock 
of why we do things. By taking stock and understanding why we do things, we solidify the action. Now, the fika is absolutely amazing, and the people are absolutely brilliant. But if you boil it down, you're all here because you have faith in God. Even if you don't, even if this is your first time walking through that door, it takes faith to come through that door, even if you don't know you have it. So my question is, how else do you act on your faith? Do you give of your time, of your money? Do you connect with somebody that, you know, if you'd met them outside of church, maybe they wouldn't be your type of person? Do you send them a text because you've realized that somebody wasn't looking too tip-top that day? Do you work on the sound, on the media? The kids, the setup, or the fika? These tasks are, in essence, so thankless. And that's okay. Because they're done through faith. God sees those actions. We talk about storing your riches in heaven. Yeah? So my point is this as well. Nick has inspired me to take action where there's a need. Indeed, the only thing I'd say about myself was when I came to this church, I was asked, do you play an instrument? We need people on stage to, to worship. Ah, huh? yeah, I, I play the guitar. Don't need the guitar. <laughs> Can you play bass? No. And that's how I started playing bass. There was a need, and I filled it, because that's what Nick had taught me. But Nick has also taught me to be thankful for those who show up and for those who serve. For the guy sitting at the back there, performing that thankless task that nobody notices until it goes wrong. Thank you. I hope that we show you enough grace as well. <laughs> yeah. For the ones that don't even get to come to the service downstairs with the kids, for the ones that prepare so diligently throughout the week, making fantastic fika that, to be honest, has played havoc with my waistline. Thank you, Christina. <laughs> one thing I forgot to mention is that there's something that people don't know about me, and that is that I am naturally one of the most lazy people in the world. True. Um, there is nothing better for me than to sit on the sofa with a cup of coffee, looking down at my belly button, doing that. I could do that for hours. No. Nick has inspired such a naturally lazy person as me to go out and do. And I hope that he's even managed to inspire you guys just a little bit as well. <laughs>